I'm Barry Worthington. I'm Paul Thorpe. I'm Pete Reese. I'm Adam Pendleberry. And this is the Progress with Unity podcast. Well, that wasn't the result we all expected. Cardiff City doing us 3-1 at home. How are we doing? A bit better than five o'clock yesterday afternoon. Sometimes yeah, you just got to take it on the chin, haven't you? I think going back two years ago, administration, we've had some really dark times, haven't we? Well, we had three 5-0 home defeats in the space of about eight weeks or something like that. It wasn't a good day at the office. In fact, it was a terrible day at the office yesterday, but I'm still going to use that word perspective. You know, we're, we're a side that's that's probably batting way above its average in its position that it's in at the moment. There's nobody beyond criticism. You know, that's the idea of a, a podcast, is to put your views forward. Adam, they're going to come forward, <laughs> and a bit of criticism as well. But I 100% agree. Perspective. <laughs> it has to be perspective. Hopefully we can bring some of that to this debate. I think we still Start off with team selection. I'll, I'll jump in straight away. Five changes, too many. I thought there would be changes, but I didn't expect five. Charlie, White and Josh McGuinness up front, two big men with no real wingers. A bit strange. What I thought about the team selection was I couldn't work out from the team selection what formation we were going to be playing. And I was watching that match in the first half and I still couldn't work out what formation we were playing. And I know formations are very flexible these days, depending on whether you're attacking and depending on whether you're depend, defending left side, right side and all the rest of it. But I couldn't for the life of me work out where certain players were meant to be on the pitch. I was completely confused. And to be quite honest, I think some of the players were too. Are you not naming names, Pete? Particularly Joe Bennett. Allegedly, he was meant to be left side of a back three. I assumed he was at left back and James McLean providing support down that wing. But then he was advancing up field further than James McLean sometimes. Other times they seemed to be fighting over each other for the same spot to stand on. I didn't get it at all. Yeah, the advancing up the pitch is absolutely fine, but it's the communication. You know, you've got James McLean who's pl- played a bit of left back. They can switch. It makes them difficult to mark because you don't know who, who's where from a defending perspective. But like you say, if you're occupying the same space, you confuse yourselves more than you confuse the opposition. Uh, another player I didn't know. No, sorry, Adam. Another player I didn't know where we were playing, especially in the first half. I, I'm basing this on the first half of the game. Was was Graham Shinney? That first goal. Did he bottle out of a challenge? Did he rush himself into the challenge and, and just got completely mugged off? It was poor play. Graham Shinney is a, a fantastic player and a great lad. But yesterday, did they know where they should have been playing? It didn't look like it, did it? I mean, taking that first goal, for example. I mean, I don't. I, I'd like to think he didn't bottle out of the tackle, but it, it it was shocking timing because, really, in those moments, you've either got to get the ball or you've got to get the man. You get it's a yellow card, basically. It, uh, you know that it's, it's that type of tackle that gets you a yellow card. But in any case, the breakdown of play. One of the things I was saying that I've noticed the last couple of games against Hull and against Cardiff is when the opposition's play breaks down, it takes us an eternity to get up the field, which I think it was epitomised by that left-hand side. Half of the time, Bennett and McLean were having a... They could have been having a good chat. They were just stood, stood next to each other. Whereas... When the opposition attack, they do it very quickly. That doesn't mean we shouldn't be able to stop them because, you know, we've got 
Shinny could have stopped them. And the three centre-halves basically just sort of parted, didn't they, like the Red Sea? And, you know, made, made the finish very, very easy. And then the path very, very easy. So the first goal, and to an extent, you know, the second goal with how quickly they, they brought, was the big difference and the concerning difference between the teams, whatever the personnel is at the moment, that lack of pace, really, in our team. We also know any, any, any pace. And, and if we're very narrow... And you want to be targeting your big men in the box. You need some crosses. The other crossing we were doing was from really deep, which makes it very difficult for those two strikers. I, th- I think you've hit the nail on the head when you said it takes us an eternity to get out and break. That's not pace. Pace helps, but how many times when we get the opportunity to take a break does a player receive the ball, take a look round, and then lay it backwards? That, for me, is the crux of the problem. And that's not... It's confidence. Because if you if you launch it forward, you might lose it. And we, we kind of don't want to give the ball away to the opposition, so we're trying to be conservative. I, I won't say defensive, because, you, you know, you are still trying to look to attack. But we would rather retain the ball across the back five, probe, rather than break, see what happens. You've used the um, wrong word, though. You've said... It- Confidence. It's not. I don't think it's confidence. We're champions. We're full of confidence. I think it must be tactics and instruction to keep that ball. So we're keeping possession. But it is That's frustrating. Confident, confidence in the management team. Then why are the management team instructing them to keep the ball and and play conservatively? We've shown in the opening half dozen games that we can live in this division. We've shown that. But I, I think in showing that, we've suddenly lost belief. In ourselves. Going back to the, the the first goal, something that struck me in terms of the, the the formation again and and the the system that we were playing. What the way it looked to me was that you'd got because of I think the problems we'd had the other night. It looked to me that we had a kind of a three man midfield. James McLean on the left provided support to the to to Joe Bennett. Max Power on the right provided support to to Dariqua and Shinny in the middle. But it seemed to me that, that McLean and Power were so far wide that it left big holes in the middle. And that's where, when we conceded that first goal. That's, to me, I know there were terrible, sloppy challenges going in and people being wrong-footed and all the rest of it. But there were so many holes there when they attacked. And I think that was where the problem was. We're normally so compact in, in defence and the midfield in front of them. That was really obviously lacking yesterday. Just another thing with this, so it'd be interesting to discuss the this formation generally because I mean I think last season we, we seemed to be at our best, I would say, with the foot what what you would class as a four three three with um probably your McLean as your left sided forward. Your right sided forward would have been Callum Lang and then your cent- centre forward early on was uh, was was White. McGuinness played there, Humphreys played there, didn't he at times? Then you had Keane as like your kind of forwardy sort of midfield linky type player, whatever number ten. And then you had behind that Power and Naylor. And then you back four, you know, we had a we had a left back, Pierce played there a bit. I know Derricka did as well, but but Derricka was the main right back. And I would say that that was our standard, but we did tweak it at times. I'm just wondering, though, at this level, that our problem at the moment is that it's all right probably having your, your nailer and your power 
your nailer in your shinny, your power in your shinny. But who is there in that team, really, who's a, who can get that quick pass and spread it or play an intricate pass? What I would class as the, at this level, for for us, games gone by, the Nick Powell role, the, the Jordi Gomez role, that player who can actually play that pass. Because for me, that isn't keen. Keen someone who can arrive in the box and, and, and maybe score a goal. I, I don't think he's got the capability for me to be what you class as our key playmaker. Is there anybody in our club at the moment who can play that role? We miss Lang badly, I think, as well. He has much, he's had some stick, but we really do miss him on, on the right-hand side because he, he is a massive threat. Just disagreeing with you there, Adam. I don't agree at all that Keane can't be that player. And, and your formation last season, we were 4 2 three, one. It's different than 4-3-3. Because the two wide of the three would drop back. It was a, a great formation. It worked a treat. It's worked this season when we've played it away. Get Will Keane in that pinnacle of that three. Get the ball on his feet. I mean, how many times did he knock the ball out to Lange? There's the player we're missing. Callum Lang, derided by some, some absolute idiots on his back saying he's not good enough. My God, I think this has proven how good he is to, and how valuable he is to this squad. Callum Lang has been an absolute massive miss. He's, he's dynamic. He's, he's got that pace. He's that player that makes the space or makes the room for Keane or Powell or whoever to play that pass in. If there's nobody doing it, then it doesn't matter who you have in there. We get Sean Baloney back. If there's nobody moving for him... They're not, you know, yeah. they're going to be balls running running out behind the goal line. I do believe Keane is a different player than what he was. He's, he's come on leaps and bounds in the last two seasons, and I think he could play that. You can't leave Will Keane out. Top scorer, he, he's got an eye for goal, he's, he's sharp in the box. I thought yesterday going with both Josh McGuinness and Charlie White was an absolute horrendous error from, from, from us. But having said that, Josh McGuinness, up until him going off, was probably our best player because he was making all the runs. He was going in the channels. He made a great chance for Charlie Wack in the first half, which Charlie just missed. If you remember, he, he got down the left-hand side and crossed it. Oh, and the other thing, before I do forget, <laughs> Liam Richardson, is it time for him to go? Give me a break. Someone said to me they'd seen that. I wanted to find where it was because I didn't believe it. Is, is somebody making this up? No, several, Adam, several. Oh, I will tell you, because I replied. He was quite quite cagey because he said Liam Richardson should walk to save his dignity because I don't think he deserves... He's not good enough, but he doesn't deserve to be sacked, so he should walk to save his dignity. And I called it out. Oh, that's actually saying he's incompetent. He's it, been, got, it got deleted not too long afterwards. Not surprised because, in for me, top three managers of all time at Wigan Athletic because of the three different situations he's had to handle. I remember mm. as well, he was an assistant in uh, a, a very successful uh, Paul Cook League One side, and the side that was being built for me to potentially push for the playoffs, but for those idiots in the Far East. So, as an assistant manager. And there's those three seasons where he's been unbelievable in three very different seasons. We're only like having minor conversations at the moment about what we thought his tactics were yesterday. There's nobody on this on this podcast in any way, shape or form who, who thinks that this man should be anywhere but sat in that, that dugout and cheering on the, uh, and, and, and pushing these players on because he's the man to do it and he'll work it out. He will. He'll work yeah, it let's, out. let's not even give this airtime. That's just 
talking about shit sacking managers. I mean, it's it's a waste of breath. While we're while we're feeling high on emotion, you're right, Pete, in what you're saying that uh, it's ridiculous to give it her time. Charlie White, eighty three minutes, lovely oh. little dink cross from Tom Naylor. What an error! That ball was going in the back of the net. Yeah, it's a shame. It's a shame that wasn't a follow up to the one that should have gone in the back of the net in the first half. Classic centre forwards header that wasn't it from uh, just inside the six yard box, bouncing into the bottom corner. No chance for the goalkeeper. What a shame that there was that breakaway. Which I, I, I think you know again what Barry said before about tilt sprinting back. He made up all that that distance. I don't think that was a foul. They scored from that and and basically meant that we didn't have that six minutes that where I, I, I think the goal could have come because I think we, we that sort of drive and determination and confidence suddenly returned. You know, we had it we had a moment just after the, the white goal as well, didn't we, where we could have gone in on another day. I'm not saying the referee cost us the game, clearly. I think we I think we had 11 players yesterday who played on the par as well. That's what we've got to remember. Even we might talk about the tactics. But when your likes of Max Power can't whip a ball in, which he normally can, when your likes of Graham Shinney can't make a pass, like when your likes of, of Watmore's looking like a, a, you know, a, a non-league player, you've got to sometimes say we've had just a terrible day at the office and they've all had a bad day at the office at the same time, unfortunately. Although I do agree with Barry that McGuinness, I think, did everything he was asked to do. don't think he could have done much more, but apart from him, I think everyone else had a bad day at the office. Talking at referee there, Adam, uh, with that free kick, the board went up seven minutes. It took them two minutes to sort that free kick out. How much longer than uh, seven minutes did we play? 14 seconds. The referee was awful. The stats from yesterday, we had 61% possession with 10 shots or 10 attempts with just one on target. Cardiff had 10 with six on target. Corners, we had six to three. Fouls, seven to 15. But yet, of the six yellows dished out, we picked four up, even though they committed twice as many fouls. Work that one out. Bennett, Power, Shinny and Wyke. The attendance was 10,340. And man of the match is voted for by our listeners on Facebook and on Twitter, Charlie Wyke. So congratulations, Charlie. On Tuesday evening, we get a chance to put Saturday out of our system. A rearranged fixture with Blackburn Rovers. Delighted to say, once again, being joined by Dan from Rovers Chat. Thanks for having me back on again. Glad to get this game done now because we all know our Rovers Cup at the DW. So ready to just get it out the way and move on to Saturday, really. I'm glad to hear that because the game prior to when we should have met, had you lost that one? Yeah, we lost, uh, I think it was a 3-2 loss to Bristol City. Which meant on your particular run, you were due to win. (laughs) But you've won on Saturday because Blackburn Rovers win, lose, win, lose, win, lose, win, lose. It must do your head in a little bit, that. It's a strange one. You can't do. We've all looked at Tuesday and we're like, we don't win at the DW anywhere, and we won on Saturday. It's kind of written in the stars that we'll get beat. It's uh, really strange. I've asked. I've had so many people asking. You know, how are we so inconsistent? Do the performances match? And it's the strangest thing. I've never seen us do it before. You know, one time we'll be yesterday we destroyed Rotherham really, not ball around really well. We could put 50-yard passes across the pitch. We'll come to the DW on Tuesday and we won't be able to pass two yards. It's the strangest thing I've ever seen from Rovers. I think it goes back to I think it goes back to the 20th of August. If you include cup games, we've won loss, one loss since then. So, strangest situation we've been in. 
I mean, it's written in the stars, isn't it? A loss on Tuesday. I think there's just coincidences, or are there? Because when you look at your, your game last Tuesday, you, you're away at Cardiff, you're losing 1-0, and then, right at the test, you score a goal. And you're thinking, they brought the Udo, they've got a draw. The referee had, had other ideas, didn't he? Again, refereeing decisions, we go on about them, don't we, every week in the Championship. Mention every single time about a ref doing something bad and... You know, it right in this week. Uh, how we blew the whistle when we were basically in front of goal, Bradley Dyke ready to tap on for his first goal in however long. And I just can't explain how he's ever made the decision that he should stop play when we're about to put the ball in the net. And then obviously George Hayes steps up, young striker. I don't think he's ever scored in the championship when he ran one with Rotherham, didn't score in 30 games, steps up to the penalty. And, you know, we were speaking before, weren't we, about he hits it well, but it's too close to the keeper and Olsop gets enough behind it. That's where Rovers summed up. We get the chance to break every curse, every trend that we're on and we miss a 95th minute penalty and it you know, it costs us a point down at Cardiff. I'm hoping, I guess all that, that run continues on Tuesday. Brereton Diaz, seven goals, but also you've got six players in your squad who scored two or more. You must be really pleased with that start, that goals are coming from all over the team. Yeah, it's something we've struggled with as well previously. Like last year, we had Diaz scoring 22. And Adam Armstrong did 29 the year before. Even back to the Jordan Rhodes days that, you know, he'd score 30 goals and then you'd have like five or six for your next player. And that's always been an issue for us, you know, getting the goal spin around. You miss a player, you miss your main score and we've kind of always crumbled. So it's really good to have, especially when you know, it's coming from midfielders as well. It, you know, it's not coming just from all the strikers we've got. We've got a lot of attacking options, but we've got midfielders who can pop up now and it's nice to finally be able to say oh well if Diaz doesn't score someone else might score so yeah it's a big uh, a big help for Rovers this year because the amount of times we've said in the past that we're, we're a one-man team basically and we still get called it because everyone knows Diaz and everyone knows about his chilly story but you know there's definitely goals elsewhere in the squad. Yeah one of those players I wanted to ask you about as well because I've rated him Schmodic uh, he was a Peterborough, has he settled in? Is he, is he obviously carrying on scoring, but is he, is he a player you'd recommend? Again, with Smodics, he's kind of had a rocky start. So he came into the side, uh, made his debut at Swansea, scored on his debut, and obviously, you know, we we're really happy with him scoring. And he kind of had a few starts, and then I believe he got concussed in a game. So obviously, he had to have his time out of action, you know, with all the concussion rules and everything. And then he come back in and he just couldn't get in the squad. He were playing for the 21s for a bit. He's kind of brought him back in for the last two games. And at Cardiff, I thought he struggled. But yesterday, you know, first half, he were again, he were really quiet. And I think we all kind of wanted him taken off. And then suddenly he pops up with an assist, pops up with a goal. And that's kind of kept him his place on Tuesday. You know, it'd be silly to drop him now. So it's uh, it's really strange with him. And for me, he's a player that, when we mentioned about goals around the pitch, he's one of them. He's not going to be an attacking midfielder like Dak will score 15 goals in a season. He's probably going to pop up with six or seven and kind of just contribute. That's I can see why he was signed. He's a real. He fits the mould. He's not the best player in the world, but he knows that himself. It's a really John Dale Thomas has kind of built a team that everyone mucks in a little bit rather than it going down to one player. And that's kind of Swadic trolling the team as well. That he's not going to start everyone like he'll probably start Tuesday and unless he scores or assists, he'll probably be out the squad for the next three games on the bench. I think he's just not got that run yet, but two goals and assist, I think it's pretty good for the lack of game time he's had. Good player. And talking of good players, I'm sure all Latic fans will want to know if Bradley Dack is going to be in the starting lineup on Tuesday night so we can get our, our booze ready. I don't think there's any chance of that. 
probably that's a tough one. It's one that's quite really dividing the fan base, actually. Social media, you've got a lot in the DAC camp of he should be starting, you know, all the stuff he did for us. But then you've got to take into account that he's a player that's had two ACL injuries. He's not even got a position in this team. His main position behind the strike, and we don't play with that anymore. We play with a back five with two midfielders and then three forwards. And it's kind of a bench job for him, you know, 10 minutes off the bench. I think he got three minutes yesterday off the bench. And, you know, if you'd have said that two years ago, that Bradley died, I think he's had two starts since he come back from injury. And that we're in a, I think we beat Blackpool and then we lost to, yeah, I think it's the Bristol loss actually before our game. So, no, no chance of starting. But I think he'll come off the bench. I think he's he's got his little history with Wigan, hasn't he? And I think he'd love to get a goal to kind of quieten everyone, really. Has he scored against? I can't remember, to be honest. I think he's always struggled a bit against Wigan. It's always been kind of a game where, you know, even the League One season, he could run the show and everything. That no, no, we had it your place and he just couldn't get in the game. It's a weird one. It happens to him at times, you know, when he's fit and fully firing and all that, he'll have like 40 games in the season where he's constantly afraid. And there'll be six games when he just looks like he doesn't know what he's doing. It's, he's always had them teams he could never play against. And Wigan just seems to be one that, you know, he's still waiting for a goal. I think he'd love to do it on air. Uh, do it on Tuesday and prove a point to everyone, really, including, you know, the Rovers staff. Let's hope he doesn't <laughs> for us, please. <laughs> Moving on to Tuesday then, what's your prediction? I should really stick with a trim, but I can't I can't back us to lose a game. Do you know what I think we'll end the draw? I think it's gonna be a one one draw. I think we'll end the you know, we'll end a no draw. I think we're on a club record run now, so I think it'll end it'll end on Tuesday, yeah. One one I'll go for. Do you know, Dan, I'd set that, if I'm being honest, from from our point of view as well. Thank you very much for joining us, Dan. It's been an absolute pl- pleasure. Best of luck for the rest of the season, apart from when we're at Ewood. No, thanks for having me on. And same to you too. Fingers crossed we can uh, kind of end that little trend we're on at the moment. Another very interesting interview there with Barry. Let's just say they're looking very inconsistent uh, at the moment, Blackburn. But we're going to be reunited with one of our old friends, potentially Bradley Dart. He wants to play in the game. He seems to have this this thing for Wigan. Yeah, I seem to always remember it was Dart versus Powell, wasn't it? He's unlikely to play. The record, uh, as, as he's alluded to, the recent record that the DW has not been very good at all. Probably why he's, he's actually gone for a draw. Following that, I think we'll have a bit of ref watch for the Blackburn game on Tuesday. The referee will be Josh Smith from Bedford, and it's his fourth season as a referee in the Football League, and his second season in the Select Group 2. The last time he refed the Latics was at the DW Stadium back in September of 2021, which was when we came away with a 2-0 win over Cheltenham. And he's been in charge of one other Latics game, and that also was at the DW Stadium, but that was a 2 three defeat to Northampton during the administration season. So far this season, Josh Smith has taken charge of nine games, eight of which have come in the championship, and he's issued 39 yellows, two reds, and he's awarded one penalty. He last refereed Blackburn early this season, which was their 2-1 championship home win over West Brom in September. And that is Josh Smith. He will be your referee on Tuesday against Blackburn at the DW Stadium. So in terms of Previous matches against Blackburn Rovers, we played them 31 times before, winning nine, losing 15, and we've made seven draws. The first meeting came in the League Cup in August 1986, two legs, uh, we've managed to lose both of them, 3-1 at home, 2-0 away. 
And in fact, we only won twice in our first 15 meetings against Blackburn. First of which was the classic 5-3 win on 15th of December 2007, a match which contained two hat-tricks, one for Marcus Bent and one for Rocky Santa Cruz. Over mm. to Barry for the predictions. Dan from Rovers Chat has gone for a one-all draw. He's hoping that they can turn this win-lose, win-lose, win-lose round. But he's fearful of coming to the DW Stadium. I'm a bit fearful of playing Blackburn, to be honest, because Ben Brereton-Diaz started off in fine form again, seven goals. But the other thing I've noticed with Blackburn is they've got six players on two or, or more goals. So the goals are coming from around the squad, which gives them a big threat. But I think we'll, de- yeah. we'll definitely have a reaction. I know we said this after all, City. <laughs> but this time, instead of having a negative reaction, I'm hoping we're going to have a positive reaction. Because he's really fired up. And I think we'll go back to tried and tested 4-2-3-1, Adam. I think that's what we'll go back to. <laughs> Which will earn us. It'll not earn us our first win, but I think we're going to get a one-all draw. I'm with Dan. One apiece. Well, I'm a little bit pessimistic because I didn't like what I saw yesterday, come with most people. But it just showed to me that there are some structural problems there within the team. There was an attempt to, to get things right at left back. It didn't work. Um, we might revert to a, a, you know another possibility like Derek would be at left back or something, which is probably not going to work either. There is a problem there. Other teams know that. I think we're perhaps going to be on a little bit of a bad run now. So Blackburn are a good team and I can see us going down again at home. And I'll say 2-1. That's definitely a a head prediction, that, isn't it, Pete? Not a heart one. I'll counterbalance it with a heart prediction. I'll go with a reverse of Saturday scoreline and a home win of 3-1. We're going to look to put it right and we're going to get a bit of impetus and maybe we'll get a ref that plays the game fairly on, uh, on Tuesday. You never know, do you? I kind of agree with Barry in the sense that we'll go back to the 4-2-3-1. But I still think, in old money, it's 4-3-3. It just means that you're, they just drop a little bit narrower and deeper. You're Lang and you're McLean. I want Lang, if Lang's fit, I want Lang up there. I want McLean up there. If Pierce is fit, I want Pierce at left back. And if he's not, I would probably put Derek with her and, and if hopefully uh, Nwembe's fit hopefully he's fit to play on the, the right-hand side. I think it it brings out the best in us. It brings out the best in Will Keane, as it did last season. And I don't mind which combination of Shinny, Naylor and power play in, the, in, the, in that two, two role, if it is the 4-2-3-1 formation. If we play that formation, and if Lange, there's a lot of ifs and buts there with our injuries, but if we play that formation, I can see nothing other than a 5-0 win. <laughs> Do you not give Joe Bennett another game and say, look, no, chance to no. put right what he got wrong and say, right, go on, come prove to everybody that you're good enough to play there? As sad as it is, because I know he's been a cracking player, you know, knee, knee injuries, you know, they can really, really catch you out long term. And I just, I'm just wondering whether maybe he's, he's just not quite got it anymore. Hopefully, he, he, a bit of time, maybe a bit more build-up in the under-21s or 23s or whatever we call it these days. The, the reserves, as it was in the old days, might, might build him up, but I can't see him coming in. I can't see him playing on, on Tuesday. Uh, what, is it, yeah, Tuesday night, to, to be honest. But all those positional issues, that's nothing to do with your knee, is it? That's in your head. Yeah, but he's not looking confident, is he? And he's standing next to McLean and just making... He's not He's not really doing what you'd want him to do, I don't think. So, look, I'm not here to criticise individuals, you know. I, I, as I said, I think there's a lot of mitigation with Bennett. And 
I hope he proves me wrong and comes in. I mean, I like that free kick he whipped into the top corner last year, but you can't just have someone in as a free kick specialist, can you, in your team? Thanks for tuning in this week. It's been a bit hard, I know, but we have a lot to look forward to. Blackburn on Tuesday. Thanks to Dan from Rovers Chat for popping along. You can catch the preview of the game. I think it's out on Monday, though. We'll be back on Wednesday with all the reaction to the Blackburn game and looking ahead to a visit to Sunderland on Saturday. So until Wednesday, it's goodbye from me. Goodbye from all. Up the ticks. Come on. Up the ticks.